everybody, and welcome to the Wasatch Report. This is episode 14. I am Suzanne Sherbin. Greg Junkbond Carpenter is joining Jeff Johnson and myself today. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the mass surveillance uh, that we're going to be experiencing thanks to not the coronavirus, but the government's draconian reaction to the coronavirus. One of my pet peeves is when somebody talks about the downturn in the economy thanks to coronavirus. No, 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 not the virus. It's you clowns sitting in government that's causing all this disaster. The pandemic is really government. So step up here for your inoculation against big government. Remember that from my old shows, guys? I remember that. That was a lot of fun. Also going to talk about, uh, again, another pandemic and the rhetoric is heating up. If you do not wear a mask or practice social distancing, are you a psychopath? Before we get started, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Suzanne Sherman's The Wasatch Report radio show, Polita Prep Podcasting. We also have a fan page by that same name as well. If you're interested in learning about preparedness, go over to my other page, the Red Hot Chili Prepper, C-H-I-L-L-Y Prepper, and uh, you can learn a bit, a little bit about preparedness. We used to combine them both in one show, but the prepper folks didn't like the politics, politics folks, and it's a little lukewarm to preparedness. So kind of separate them, but uh, do check out the other shows if you're interested in uh, our takes on those areas as well. You can also listen to us on anchor.fm. They have us so far, I believe, on seven platforms, including Google uh, Podcasts and Spotify, as well as the Apple Podcasts. So you can find us there. And you can support the show for as little as 99 cents a month. $4.99 would be even better. And let's see, my website, if you want to reach me directly, SuzanneCSherman.com, published articles, blogs. I'm going to have another one coming out. Just laid down a podcast, uh, The Culinary Libertarian. That will be out Monday. And did another one with Cam Harless. forgot what his podcast is called, but uh, that will be out Monday as well. And we did lose Junk Bond again, but we'll get back into it anyways. Uh, things are heating up out here in Utah, Jeff. There was a protest out in Provo the other night and a shooting. Let me get into that really quick before we get into... Um, into the other stuff, but Brian Hyde reached out to me and he's a host of Loving Liberty over on Lib Loving Liberty Network and uh, formerly also on K-Talk. And uh, he said, hey, I've got to get a security detail just to go to the grocery store. So man, I've been away all day, what's going on? So here we have it on uh, KUTV, a citywide manhunt took place in Provo on Monday night. Shooting left one person in the hospital. Here's a little spin on this. The Provo police told Two News that the shooting is possibly connected to a protest taking place around the same time. One of the quietest cities around here and the shooting's possibly connected. I love the spin. So large group, group of people, we had people that were protesting the police and people that were there to support the police. And so this stuff's coming to Utah. Uh, we had the protests the first night as well in Salt Lake City. And you know, if you live in an area where this is, uh, keep an eye out. Personal uh, security is is going to be really important these days. You never know where you're going to drive into a protest. Where I used to live, actually, in California, they're dragging people out of the cars and um, breaking their windows and dragging them out of their cars. In California, good luck getting a concealed carry permit. So uh, let's talk a little bit. Uh, Jeff, did you have any updates about Pennsylvania? I heard your governor shutting everything down as well. Yeah. Governor Wolf has decided he wants to uh, stop all the stuff opening up, and he wants to have mandatory masks. Uh, uh, no one's uh, the level of people wearing masks in PA is dropping uh, precipitously. We have less and less every day. 
there are people that still wear them, and there's still people that are all hung up about getting together, uh, sitting closer than a few feet apart and stuff like that. Uh, I'm to the point where I'm so sick of this. I, I mean, for for generations, folks, you lived in a world that had the seasonal flu, and between 48 and 68,000 people died every year in the United States to the seasonal flu, and you did not care one iota to wear a mask or sit six feet away from somebody. But all of a sudden now we have some new virus, and you're so damn concerned that you have to wear a mask and sit six feet away? Give me a break. Stop being such an idiot. Sorry, that's my rant for this morning or this afternoon. So. You know, um, and we're going to get into a little bit about the psychology behind wearing masks and not wearing masks. But while Junk Bond is here, I want to talk a little bit about the technical side. We know that this uh, pandemic, the government response to it, is an absolute boondoggle for the tech industry. Is that fair to say, Junk Bond? It's very fair to say. It seems that uh, when the COVID thing popped out, uh, there were several government agencies that were soliciting for technical surveillance and uh, technical intervention intervention measurement solutions immediately and there seemed to be a big pot of money that came and just fell out of the sky before they passed the cares act they made this all possible we saw all kinds of proposals come through and now dozens dozens of companies you might know some of them just by chance boeing lockheed oh the names are all the same but they're the ones that have won the contracts amazingly enough to provide these different solutions that will help us manage uh, the worst pandemic in the history of pandemics. You know, when I was in California a few years ago, there was a company, I forgot what it was called, but the, the product was called a textilizer. And imagine a breathalyzer except for your phone. And what we see here is oftentimes a lot of these tech companies are getting these government contracts. And then we have the legislation put into place and there's donations into the politicians' campaign finances. You know, you have all that. And then they get their payback by enacting this legislation that benefits what? The very companies that are going to be getting the contracts to now enforce this law. So with the textilizer, right. if you get pulled over, they did a demonstration. I've talked about this on the show before. And now the police are going to hook up a little gizmo to your phone. And it's not going to now. Remember, it's not going to invade your privacy they're not, wink, wink, they're not going to um, actually read what's on your phone, but they're somehow going to connect and get all the key swipes and know that you're on Facebook, know that you answer the phone, know that you sent a text, but it's not an invasion of your privacy. And by the way, when this goes into effect, wait to have something like the drunk driving laws if you do not submit to a, a pause test, you know, the test on the roadside for blood alcohol content. And if you do not submit and hand over your phone for this, it's going to be an automatic license revocation suspension. So you just wait for that. So what I have here on my notes here is mass surveillance, social credits, makes Patriot Act look like child's play. Let's get into, there's an article here. <laughs> this is from The Guardian. And they say that yeah. the mass surveillance could be here to stay. And just touching a little bit on this, we'll post this in the, uh, in the comments as well extensive surveillance measures introduced around the world during this outbreak have widened and become entrenched. And as we know, these, these programs never go away. Digital mm -hmm. rights experts are saying three months after the World uh, Organization, World Health Organization have declared a pandemic, 
this already went right into effect. I think they were waiting to utilize uh, products that were already ready to go, much like the CARES Act. We discussed that that was actually drafted in the House in January of 2019. Well, don't forget, yeah. now the, the WHO has a lot of Chinese leadership uh, at the very high levels. And China was well aware that this uh, virus had leaked out of one of their uh, facilities in the beginning of October. The Chinese um, military was already sending information back and forth in the beginning of December about it. So they weren't um, they weren't uh, on the inside group knowing what was going on, but they they knew a lot about it. And the information was already in the hands of the WHO, who were well positioned and well prepared to be able to enact any type of a draconian electronic monitoring and surveillance response based on what's considered uh, what they call uh, disease surveillance uh, concepts or the uh, epidemiology of surveillance. A surveillance of epidemiology, meaning you're going to watch and track diseases. Uh, it happens a lot right now with emerging diseases, and it happens with um, many of the uh, hemorrhagic diseases that come out, uh, things that make you bleed internally and things like that uh, that are pretty bad. Uh, other diseases, they don't monitor them closely like this. This turned out to be such a broad and widespread uh uh, uh, expansion or or spreading of the disease so quickly that they were able to take something like this and say, okay, we can enact this now. So were they sitting on it? Yeah, they've been sitting on it for a while. And it had a lot to do with the Chinese knowing that it had already gotten out. It was expanding quickly and it was expanding out of control. So it gave them the perfect opportunity to introduce this type of uh, requirements into the WHO. You know, I don't know if any of you have seen this, but there's a movie on the Epoch Times website that talks about how the Chinese government has been so complicit in keeping this virus hidden until it did, uh, keeping the, the existence of it hidden until it had already spread around. But what's interesting here is this article does point out that, you know, these are emergency measures just for the virus, do you really think that they mean, that they intend for a nanosecond for this technology to go away? I mean, we already knew they were going to be talking about a second wave. They talked about it during the first wave. I mean, the viruses are not well, going away. Yeah, that's opportunistic, right? Because viruses come in waves, and mm -hmm. that's how they affect populations. They'll come with the first wave, which is usually a, a, in terms of uh, viral activity, it's usually mild to moderate, not very big not very tremendous. This one came out a little bit stronger than some of the other ones we've seen and not as big as other viruses that we've seen go across the world. So it was kind of in the middle somewhere, but the second wave would traditionally be bigger. In this case, the second wave will be bigger here in the States. Uh, you're already into your second wave, no matter what they're telling you right now, second wave has already started. And you're going to see that continue through uh, probably through the beginning of August or so. It's the same thing I was telling folks back in February. This is how it's going to play out because this is how a virus naturally spreads in the wild. It spreads from person to person. This is how it works. All textbook stuff. No surprises here. It's the same as when the first time we talked about this. This is not a surprise. This is uh, the only thing that they didn't understand at first was how it was killing people. 
And now that they understand that the platelets in the blood are being blocked, the hemoglobin's not being allowed to have oxygen attached to it, as opposed to having mucus build up around the alveoli in the lungs, which is traditional pneumonia, you can understand how to treat people. It's very simple. It, it's, it's not rocket surgery and uh, none of this conjecture or knee-jerk reaction stuff needed to happen in any way whatsoever. If we had just protected the, uh, the older, the vulnerable populations who are the traditional vulnerable populations that we know about already, then you would have had so many less deaths, so many less infections just by doing common sense intervention that you do with every other type of viral activity. You know, they're also getting away with spreading some false information because one thing that has been learned, and you alluded to this as well, with the the nature of the disease and how it prevents the uptake of oxygen from the lungs into the blood. And because of the nature of it, respirators are not only miss, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, not they're the dangerous. Yes, they yeah, are dangerous actually, for people to actually use. Yeah, and that's why people were dying. They're effective, they're ineffective at best and killing them at worst. Just today, I was listening to a broadcast where they're, say, where they're fearing a shortage of the ventilators, which is exactly what is killing people. Hello, Jess in Arizona, uh, send me another friend request. That'd be wonderful, uh, new account. So yes, this is exactly what we're seeing here. More false information, but for the low information followers that don't bother to do their own research, they just suck this right up and can't wait for more draconian measures and shutdowns. And in here, uh, they're talking about apps. Junkbond, I sent you a message when I got an update for my phone. I'm thinking, I don't want to update because I know what's oh, going to happen coming. on yep. here. Contact tracing. Here we go. Well, sure enough, somebody posted. iOS and Android can... both loaded it. Yep. Yep, they loaded it. And I told you right now there's an option to disable it. Uh, what hap what's going to happen then in the next uh, update, Junkbond? Well, right now, what it's doing is it's taking and tracking all the information through one application in the phone right now. Now, that's something that they had done, uh, when I say they, I mean the government had, has collected before through various applications and various different vendors, and it took time to correlate all that. Now, what they're able to do is, in a better type of a manner, to collect the data and have it streamed back to a single location under the authority of the government to a government location to be able to analyze that data and see where you were, who you were near, things like that. Right now you can turn it off, that's correct. Uh, there are some parts of the uh, API that run in the background that won't shut off. So certain things are still going to be running even if you decide to opt out mm -hmm. of this tracking capability, there's still things that are running in the background on your phone. Congratulations, you can't get rid of it. Um, and then as we go forward in the future, you're not gonna be able to turn it off because it's gonna be mandated. Uh, if you think about the natural progression of what we've gone through, we were gonna have a two week, remember this back a few months ago, a two week quarantine is what <laughs> we were told. And I, I think that's what really, you don't quarantine healthy people, right? That's not by definition what you do. You you put them under house arrest or you lock them down. That's that's what you do with healthy people. So we had a two week house arrest, which turned into a month house arrest, which turned into a two month house arrest, which has turned into uh, operation enduring house arrest. Yeah. And you're, you're realistically not going to have uh, 100% 
allowance of people to be able to go out for a very long time because they're going to use this uh, as a control measure. It's, it's, it's very obvious. So having uh, electronic surveillance and electronic support for any type of uh, controlling activity that's being done by the government is extremely powerful. Uh, you talk about um, in the, in the uh, uh, intelligence community, we talk about having good intelligence and good intelligence always starts out with some spy who saw something somewhere and they go, oh yeah, I saw this. The XYZ widget company was making cardboard boxes and they were corrugated. Well, th that's good information, okay? Uh, especially if you're against corrugated cardboard boxes and you wanna be able to mess with the <laughs> mess with the boxes themselves. But what you wanna get is electronic surveillance because electronic surveillance is golden. Anytime you have that type of surveillance because of all the checks, uh, all of the date and timestamps that you have in there, uh, all of the correlation from different towers and information, it's 100%. Uh, you can almost guarantee that if you get it electronically, it's golden. So that's what they're going to be using for this. And that's going to control people to keep those people that are very bad citizens and going out and they're going to infect somebody else because they're not infected right now, but they're going to go out and somehow infect somebody because they don't have the virus and they're not wearing a mask. And you'll be able to track them and put them back under house arrest. Daniel Rice has a question. And for those of you that are listening on, on Anchor uh, or any of those uh, podcasts available through Anchor, we do this on Facebook Live and then we share our listeners' comments. And Daniel is asking, are there any old school style phones like flip phones, Walmart burners that won't support this tech? One of the things I reached for when you were talking, and Jeff, I think we all got these. This is a little Faraday bag. So if you choose to travel with your phone and have it not communicate with the stingrays, we've talked about that with Mike Meharry from the 10th Amendment Center, geofencing, that sort of thing. We have tried this. I put my phone in this bag and you can get other items in here too. And Jeff called me. Not only did I, it, didn't, it did not show a missed call. I got no voicemail. It was, it did not get this phone at all. Now, it was clearly- dead to it, the world. As we have discussed before, Junk Bond, it could tell that I have traveled from point A to point B and probably figure out the, the, the route I have taken, for instance, if I stop and purchase anything. But it's something. And we talked about this with social credits. And as we have all these apps that are going to be spying on you, perhaps they'll know maybe this person because they had a high temperature reading. They're talking about biometric apps. We've, we've heard about these. Uh, the Fitbits, all these other things that track your sleep. I saw one about tracking sleep. All of right. this is going to be stored. So what's going to happen when they have social credits and, oh, this person went to the range. They're not supposed to go to the range. Oh, this person went to a Second Amendment protest. Uh, you know, you might want to have these in there or leave them at home because you can't take your batteries out of the phone anymore. How convenient is that that they all took that out uh, at right. about the same time? Right. That was like the only way to be able to actually discontinue any type of ongoing service for your phone whatsoever. Uh, and, you know, little known fact is that uh, some of the uh, ambient energy that gets left in there, if you take the, uh, the uh, battery out, is mm -hmm. still able to allow your phone to track and receive information for a, a short amount of time 
depending upon how much information is coming and going. So it can still register to towers, even though it's turned off and the battery's pulled out for a short time. So you can still be tracked, even if the battery's pulled out of the doggone thing. Um, to answer Nick's question, uh, we've tested several phones here uh, on a couple of the networks. There's way too many old ones out there to test them all right now. Um, now the, the problem with older phones is they have uh, older technology and they run older software. Uh, so although it does not uh, allow for some of these updates uh, and some of these intrusive applications and processes to be run on your phone, uh, it does not connect to the network in a manner that makes it functional whatsoever uh, because the phone software is not congruent with the current software that's in the towers. They don't talk so well. So short end of it is we haven't found any. We've tested about 35 phones so far, old phones, to see if we can find something that works well that doesn't get affected by all this new gobbledygook. Uh, that's a technical term. Feel free to use it at will. And um, uh, we haven't found one that works well yet. You, the voice comes across. It's hard to hear. Uh, very, very difficult in most situations. That's on uh, AT&T, Verizon, and um, uh, Sprint Network. In this article, they're talking about um, a city in China, Hangzhou, 10 million people. Hangzhou. And uh, yeah, uh, authorities have announced last month that they're going to seek to expand their coronavirus app to gather more comprehensive health and personal data. Mm -hmm. Now tell me you don't think this is gonna happen here. Under the proposal, an individual status would be color-coded and scored out of 100 based on medical records. Remember now under the Affordable Care Act, medical records are to be kept electronically, as well as other lifestyle choices such as smoking, drinking alcohol or what did i allude to earlier the sleep app hours slept you know this is one of the reasons i tell people don't buy these ads the weight loss ads the calming meditation you know apps all this other stuff in there they're tracking what you're doing and mm -hmm. you know they're going to have these social credits whether or not they're going to admit it they know this about it we have these red flag laws we're going to be i'm um, bringing that up uh later as well when they talk about, you know, some of the mental issues that they consider are behind non-compliance with this. So mm -hmm. uh, hello, Ken, thank you for showing up. So um, anything else, Jeff, you wanna weigh in here? No, not at the moment. I just did share the link to Amazon, Suzanne bought, I believe you got yours, I sent you the link, I think you bought the same one yeah. I bought. So I, I did share the link to that Faraday bag Let's see, what were we saying here? So yeah, this is again, something that we're talking about, about social credits. I was at a gathering a couple of weeks ago and we had a, we had a discussion about, about money and purchasing gold. And one of the things that I had described was, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd said, look, if you're gonna go out and you wanna purchase gold as hedging your, you know, hedging your bets when the economy finally, you know, crashes or we have hyperinflation or just regular inflation, whatever you choose, why you wanna, why you wanna invest in, in metals is you might wanna consider not bringing your phone to these shops where you buy these coins or using this Faraday bag because once upon a time, it wasn't too long ago that another president said, hey, that gold you have, turn it over. Yeah, yeah. a couple other uh, considerations for those types of purchases, uh, use cash, purchase in small amounts um, and consider silver as opposed to gold. Silver will have uh, much higher usability uh, 
it, with gold, you, you, you're kind of limited to the value of like an ounce or a half ounce. And you're stuck with that high value, losing that high value in the event that all you need is a loaf of bread or all you need is something simple uh, to get you by. With silver, you have a much lower value per coin and you'll be able to dispense and use a lot easier uh, while conserving a whole bunch of other coins for future needs. Well, did you see, uh, have you seen the second? uh, Well, second, hold on second, if you would, please. Second, uh, if possible, take public transportation over there. Your your car is tracking everywhere you go and everything you do too. And in many cases, your car uh, computer is linked to your phone without you even knowing it in many cases. So don't, uh, don't ever overlook that possibility. Also, there's two computers in the car, one you see and one you don't. And the one you don't is the one that's actually linking to the back end of your phone and tracking the information and uh, pushing that back out to the auto manufacturers. So take those precautions uh, as you go. And and if you're going to go purchase uh, precious and semi-precious metals, don't um, don't bring any electronic stuff with you at all. I would take the phone, drop it in a Faraday bag, leave it at the house and then uh, hightail it off. Drive your car somewhere, go get a public transportation and get a limited amount uh, wash repeat. Well, did you have you noticed the signs? And I uh, they're all over here now. The um, shortage of coins that cause of coronavirus. It's coronavirus that caused a shortage of coins. Uh, if you believe that a virus is capable of uh, getting coins out of circulation, you you really need to get some help. You ne- you need to find a psychiatrist to get some help if you actually believe the virus can do this. So um, yes, yeah, so and it says right on the sign that you have to use digital uh, means of payment, which is you know I, I realize that the the law there really is no law. The law is that they they have to accept the you know the Federal Reserve notes and the coins as legal tender, but there's nothing that says they can't force you to use digital. So, but well, that's what they're doing, especially in a quote emergency right. situation in a pandemic. And I've seen this at at Whole Foods where they only have one register available for you to use cash, and some of them are saying, well. You know, if you're going to if you're going to use these machines to pay with cash, we can't give you any change back, which is a way of saying, you know, you don't really want to use cash in the first place. In 2015, when I first started doing radio, we were talking about the the um, ultimate plan to get us into a cashless society where everything could be tracked because we'd have nothing but electronic currency. We're going to take just a quick break to thank our friends over at sponsor over at uh, Anchor FM. All right, everybody, where we left off was the issue now of the um, man or government made coin shortage. We were discussing how at some of the uh, grocery store outlets and and uh, other places that they're not accepting cash or saying that they will not give you change back if you do use cash, because apparently uh, coins and dollar bills, um, maybe maybe the virus sticks to those better than they do your credit cards. <laughs> I, I find it highly hysterical that there's even this type of a suggestion that goes around it really is they'll take they'll they'll grab your credit card from you they'll grab dollar bills from you they'll whatever they put your stuff into a bag they've touched it 
So what is the difference? There is no difference. It's this is all about making you feel good. A created uh, catastrophe per se, and it's still not a pandemic. So let's let's use the correct term. Uh, there seems to be uh, an unknown a virus of unknown ideology going around spreading the COVID-19 disease. It's a coronavirus. Um, but is it near pandemic level? Nowhere. No, nowhere in the world is it near pandemic level. I'm sorry, we've got almost 8 billion people in the world and 10 million are infected. Okay, so if I did the math on that, that'd be less than, gosh, less than a percent by far. And if you look at the number of people that died from it, what, 500,000? Okay, that's less than a tenth of a percent. You have to do the math, come on. We're paying you a lot of money to do this, Mr. Producer. <laughs> just, I mean, just on the surface, it, it doesn't even come close to that 7.2% WHO and CDC benchmark for a pandemic. It, it Nowhere close. You know what was at pandemic levels in this country back in February? The flu. The seasonal flu was. That was at pandemic levels. This, not even close. Not even close. So I, I, don't give me the knee jerk anymore. It, it, I'm tired of it. Jeff, what do you get for a number there? Point 10, 10 million. Yeah, yeah. Ten, it's 10 million divided by 8 billion comes out to 0. 0.00125. So 0.125%. Yeah, that's the infection rate. Okay, so not, not what I would say is a big number, right? And half of that would be number of people that have... Uh, succumb to this virus so take half of that 0. 0.00075 something like that it's 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 an unrealistically small number to try to compare to a pandemic wrapping up work. wrapping up the issue of control before we get into how the media is analyzing yeah. this as well uh they use uh, one of the methods of it's contact tracing in south korea and this ties directly into and the, again this is from the guardian article we'll post that if jeff hasn't done it already that they are yeah, using contact tracing including credit card transaction histories again the government's using electronic wristbands also so once again this is another reason why they're not going to want people to use cash because they can't do the contact tracing for you can't there. Trace it, right? mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Very difficult unless you're unless you're getting serial numbers off of specifically distributed. So if they're identifying the serial numbers on the bills that come out of the ATM that's specifically going to you, then they can trace that with great difficulty. But a credit electronically card makes it so easy. <laughs> Credit card is gold. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. I let's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let, let's move on to one of the other articles. I mean, we had a whole bunch of stuff, and we're, we're, we're past this halfway is through the flight. show. I know. We're going to do some more shows this week. This was interesting, and I came across this. This is from Yahoo. And again, like I said, first we were going to just wrap up with the government's mean of, means of controlling us all, using this as an excuse. But what's interesting also is, is the way the media is spinning this virus. As we know, we have seen um, them say, well, you know, going to church is going to spread the virus. Having parties, going to the beach is going to spread it. Protests, riots, not so much. And here it is. Uh, I believe this is Yahoo Life actually had the unmitigated <laughs> temerity to say COVID outbreaks are being traced back to parties 
not protests. A worldwide corona uh, as the cases tops 10 million and the death toll in the U.S. surpasses 128,000. Health officials in the states have uh, reopened are seeing surges traced to public gatherings in bars, restaurants, strip clubs, churches and beaches, but not from the nationwide protests calling for an end to systemic racism and police brutality. Junk Bond, with all your analytical skills, can you come up with any logical reason for them to come to this conclusion? The person we who broke the internet. <laughs> That's well, the only and, answer I can think of. Whoever we'll wrote that has spoken a lot of crack. At first they said, well, the oh, protests are worth okay. the risk because by not having police brutality, it's make it makes the African-American uh, citizens more healthy. But go ahead, Junk Bond. Go, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off there. <laughs> okay. So, no, what I was saying before the internet uh, tried to shut me down was that whoever wrote that article was smoking a whole bunch of crack. There's no realistic way to be able to get away from those people that are going to a church service or sit down at a restaurant or walk into Macy's or any other shop or or walk down the street. It, it It's no difference whatsoever. This is just a, a fear-mongering crowd manipulation uh, free. Junk bond, we're we're losing you. Well, well, we get you. You want to, and well, we they're get all you. there, packaged nicely, very neatly. Yeah, we're having a bad connection with you, junk bond. I'm going to hop over to this other article here about the psychology uh, behind the. Um, let's see, here's one. I'm going to uh, try to go out and come back and reconnect. All right, perfect. This one is uh, from SciPost.org, and we're going to post this as well. Sci and this here, this is quintessential gaslighting. Psychopathic traits are linked to noncompliance with social distancing guidelines amid the coronavirus pandemic. And here's what's so scary about this. I have been saying all along, all of us here have been saying, look, this is a matter whether or not you choose to be exposed, whether or not you have somebody in your family that you need to protect. It is your personal responsibility to make these decisions. When you change the narrative, and I talked about this, Ben McClintock shared an article with uh, the uh, LDS Church's official statement was if you're not uh, wearing a mask, you're not loving your neighbors as you're supposed to, or you're hearing people say, well, you need to wear a mask to show respect for everybody else and, and, and respect their feelings. I posted something the other day. I said, look, if you don't like guns, if you hate guns, I want you to buy one and carry one to show respect for me. This is how ridiculous that argument is. So what they're doing now by saying, this is not a matter of, person, of personal responsibility. This is a matter of there being something psychologically wrong with you. If you don't wear a mask, it takes personal responsibility completely out of the game. So now we're going to have gaslighting. Clearly you want other people to die. You don't have a right to assault people. And that's what they're equating this to. And that's what Daniel mentioned earlier. Isn't this a form of assault? So let's look at this here a little bit. They're saying here, new research provides initial evidence that certain antagonistic personality traits are associated 
with ignoring preventative measures meant to halt the spread of this virus. And when they say antagonistic personality traits, I'm thinking somebody that's capable of independent thought and making their own conclusions based on their sound judgment. So this is a study um, that is essentially saying, you know, just to summarize it, you are uh, <laughs> psychopathic or just, they also say here, I highlighted some part, some participate, uh, participants reported not heeding advice, meaning to social distance, wear a mask, watch your hands more. Researchers found that this was linked to several personality traits. Again, never mind, these people might be free thinkers. They might believe in, uh, in again, personal responsibility. And they said here, they found that the lower levels of agreeableness and conscientiousness were associated with reduced likelihood of endorsing health recommendations related to social distancing and hygiene. In other words, people who are less sympathetic and cooperative and people who are less responsible or organized were less likely to engage in these preventative measures. In addition, the article, article continues as people who scored higher on the psychopathic substrates of meanness and disinhibition tended to show less interest in social distancing and hygiene. Meanness and disinhibition also predicted the endorsement of behavior that puts others at risk of infections such as touching or sneezing on high use surfaces in public. Disinhibition reflects poor impulse control while meanness, meanness describes the lack of regard for others. I never heard this described, they, them use these terms to describe the people licking the ice creams and putting it back away. So essentially, if you're not wearing a mask, you are mean. These articles come out to, again, cast dispersions on those of us that recognize that wearing a mask really isn't for protection. And this is another way they've twisted this around as well by saying the masks aren't to protect This article is you. genuinely dishonest too. Yes. So what they're not, what, you know, yeah, this, so this article is dishonest. You're saying it's not to protect myself. It's to protect others. Well, then again, they take that personal responsibility away and it's, it's go, it's gaslighting. So go ahead, Jeff, Greg. When they talk about meanness being uh, rated through a psychometric test, that can also be, quote, meanness. So it could be objectionability. It could be uh, disagreement. There's a whole bunch of other things that are there. And I'm guessing that what they're talking about is only presenting information that was approved by them in order to have people agree with or disagree with them not objection, uh, not, uh, not objective data from different sides of the discussion, but just one perspective of data. And if you don't agree with that, then you're mean. Jeff? Well, uh, it's just, uh, Andrew, as usual, hit it uh, pretty much on the nose. So the article <laughs> is going to say that we're mentally deranged. We are defective uh, mentally, uh, we're mean, we are uh, psychopathic. So uh, let's, uh, let's send the police there. Let's remove the guns from them because they are defective mentally. So it's just a backdoor way. They're, they're going to discredit us. They're going to make us the fringe. And you know what? You know who the fringe is? 
people that believe in liberty. We're going to be the fringe, and they're going to lump us all in together as some sort of uh, out-of-control, um, mean, uh, despicable, and we aren't worthy of having our uh, natural rights. So government's going to uh, suppress our rights uh, to for the better of society or whatever. I, I saw another article, too, that showed, um, you know, how the protesters are getting in the road and blocking traffic. And sometimes they don't stop there. As I mentioned, in California, they're breaking windows and dragging people out and physically assaulting them. So here's a headline, and it showed a car going through a group of people, and it says, extremist plows through group of protesters. So this is the rhetoric. This is the stance the media is taking when it when it comes to this. And Andrew uh, mentioned earlier, he, he, he figured out exactly where I was going with this, because this all ties together. And people go, oh, Suzanne, not everything's such a deep conspiracy. What did I think when I saw that article that these people are psychopaths? Red flag laws. Now, if you are on Facebook, you know, going ahead and bashing uh, the, the whole program, how this has been handled, the masks, the shutdowns, the surveillance, all of this. And you come across as one of these psychopaths. You're mean because these Facebook fat checkers read these this garbage and that that casts aspersions on people that don't go with this this program. Well, Facebook had job openings. I was interested. So I clicked on them. I thought, what's going on in there? Well, you know what was in there? Law enforcement notification specialists. So if you're one of these people, maybe they're going to notify you and you're going to be the victim of a red flag law. So um, we're going to take a moment just to thank our sponsors, uh, our music providers for this show, Roxanne. We'll be back momentarily. Music for this program has been brought to you by Roxanne, courtesy of Rat Pack Records. Radio Silence is the album and is available on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, RatPackRecordsAmerica.com, and RoxanneBand.com. All right, everybody, where we left off, this is Suzanne Sherman, and Greg Carpenter is also with us, Jeff Johnson for the Wasatch Report. We're talking about the gaslighting, calling people that are not uh, practicing the uh, mandated behavioral changes that the governments are trying to impose upon us and calling us psychopaths. When we had a shooting, there was one of the shootings, somebody out here on uh, our governor, Gary Herbert's Twitter feed had said, oh, we're... It's time to save lives. So I said, fantastic. Let's, let's address the abortion issue. The woman goes, stay on the subject. I said, well, no, you, you said you want to save lives. Let's talk about really saving a lot of lives here. Uh, not just a mass shooting, but yeah, millions. And her response was, you're insane. So these people, many of these who end up in power, because remember, the people that claim the, or that, that seek the control over others, in mass quantities, they themselves have something wrong with them. But when those people well, that are they're empowered, not liberty seekers, right? They're not seeking they, liberty if they want to control other people. Yeah, and when they control us and they have the they control the narrative and say who's crazy or not, guess who's gonna be losing their firearms? The people that say they are crazy for no other reason than we disagree with their objectives and their goals. 
This is not just about trying to prevent a disease. This is an actual, uh, a, a complete social engineering change of our, of our society here. And we were realizing this because they're saying there's an article here about um, mandating vaccines and vaccines or other kind of treatments might not really work as well as what? Changing people's behavior. I watched the Summit County Circle Jerk webinar where uh, opinions and input from the unwashed masses was not welcome or allowed. And one of the things these clowns said when they finished up, one guy put his arms behind his head and just relaxed and said, well, we've been very successful at changing people's behavior. We have a lot to be proud of. He had no statistics to back up any lives that have been saved, none whatsoever. But he certainly had statistics available for people that are out of work, businesses that have shut down, people whose lives they were ruining while these, these slobs were collecting their paychecks still. But he was proud because they changed behavior. What a lofty goal. Hero. Hero. Good for you. Gentlemen. You know, think about, yeah, think about all the people that put off getting medical care mm -hmm. during this time when all of the uh, corona pandemic stuff was going on. Uh, a lot of these people are coming in for treatments now. Uh, I talked to one of my friends who is actually uh, the, uh, I guess he's an overall clinician that oversees several different hospitals. And he said all of his ICU numbers match up with the fact that people are coming in from putting off necessary treatments because they couldn't go to the mm -hmm. emergency room. They couldn't go to the urgent care clinic or anything like that. They don't have a big surge in COVID deaths that are happening. They're having a big surge in deaths from people not related to COVID. And the same thing's gonna happen with tuberculosis. We've warned about it four months ago. The deaths are starting to come in from TB now from different parts of the world. And those numbers are gonna climb too because all of the medication, all of the treatment, everything that used to be directed to eradicating tuberculosis was pushed over here, sat, and in many cases, the stuff sat so long that it had to be thrown out or destroyed. Remember, they also came up with another disorder. What is that? The DSM? Uh, ODD, Oppositional Defiance Oppositional Disorder. Oppositional Defiance Disorder, right. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's a DSM, disorder. Yeah, DSM-9 and uh, ICD-11, I think it is, uh, both have ODD in it now. So anytime that you don't agree with uh, what your government has told you, uh, then you're definitely, or anybody, quote, in authority is telling you to do, then you're, you have ODD and you can be classified with a mental illness. I, I'm going to celebrate ODD on July 4th. How about you guys? I, <laughs> I, I still go with the, my hashtag, 4th of July challenge. Yeah. <laughs> see, if you can, see if you can get free by July I think, 4th. I don't think, I think so. The, I think the Sons of Liberty all had ODD. I, I think they did. I think they did. They, they were big troublemakers, but they didn't really destroy a bunch of stuff, did they? They broke a lock on the uh, on the ship, and they paid the captain for the lock, and they just dumped the tea. They paid they for what they broke. they offered to pay for the tea, yeah, exactly. Yes, well, and they offered to pay for the tea. Then just in the same way that these rioters today are doing the same exact thing and destroying businesses all across this great union of ours. See, I said union, Jeff. All across our union that the Sons of Liberty fought so hard to get for us and they've offered to pay billions in reparations to all of the business owners that yeah. you're looking at me like, no, 
Okay, no. maybe it didn't happen. Maybe I was dreaming last night. What, what's really interesting, <laughs> though, is that in 1774, or shortly after, uh, uh, just a, a little bit after the Boston Tea Party, they call, they had the Annapolis Tea Party. They actually right. burnt down. They burnt the Peggy Stewart. Yeah. It everything was destroyed. All the private Completely. property that was on board the ship, <laughs> the private property of the ship. Every I mean, it was torched. Nothing left. So, you know, I, yeah, I those, challenge those, these people today. Is, uh, is, is, it, you know, those, those yesterday's didn't hold patriot back as much as the Episcopalians yeah. and the Puritans. You know, yeah, the, yesterday's <laughs> patriot is now today's. Uh, arsonist i guess i don't know it's just it's it's ironic there's the word it's ironic i wonder when this new strain of flu i think they're calling it g4eah1n1 that's supposed to be coming out of china and uh, how, how how fast we're going to forget about corona and what i want to remind people of is just think about no, if this if if this um if if this cv19 was so deadly and this jeff if it was as deadly as they were saying it was why were we allowed to fly home in march i don't know <laughs> you know it, get it, you have all... to get it right it's like, it's actually called covid 1984 so just did i say sure corona? Right term. <laughs> yeah, it's covid 1984 so just get the nomenclature COVID-1984, right yes <laughs> so I don't know why they let us fly home. I was, you know, I, I wanted to stay that extra day, but, you know, it, it just became apparent that things were just spiraling out of control. I, we got home with plenty of time to spare. It really didn't get really bad for another couple of weeks. But, you know, it's just crazy. Now we got another flu. And, uh, and evidently, if the picture is correct, I, I didn't have time to read the article. It has something to do with the swine. Is it a, a new swine flu, Greg? Is that what that is going to be? Yeah, H1N1 would be classified as a swine flu. Yeah. Okay. So, That's right. you know, so, so it's have just... Have you seen the little piggies? And... Yeah, so it, we're going to go... So this summer, I call this the 2020 disaster film. So we had what? We had COVID-19. Then we had uh, murder hornets. Then we murder had riots. Hornets, right. And then uh, I Mommy call... Mommy I call it... I... You... That's mine. I made that one. Killer mummy dust. We had killer mummy dust. Now we're back to COVID-19, and soon it'll be swine flu. So well, this is going to be the I disaster was, year. I think it was last fall. It was the first time that I think it was Tutankhamun's sarcophagus was ever taken from September. the... Yeah, so 2020 is starting to make sense now, it isn't it? It <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And uh, to go back, Andrew asked a question much earlier in the show, and I didn't forget it, Andrew. Uh, the summertime will have little to no effect on the coronavirus uh, of this type of a series based on its uh, anatomical and uh, physiological activity. Uh, other coronaviruses, uh, per se, uh, OE43 and 228, are much more tempered to cold weather than hot weather. This type of a coronavirus, because of the physiological activity that it performs and the way it attacks the cells, will not be hampered much by uh, the weather itself. Okay, I hope that answers your question. You know, when I, I referred to the Summit County webinar a while back, and they actually had indicated, well, you know, this might actually, and we're going to wrap up the show in a minute. And they said, this might have to go later into the summer, possibly into the fall, maybe in, into winter, because we know then the flu season comes. 
So you're going to hear it here first. What's going to be the justification to keep this poop show going all into next year? Well, you know, flu season's coming up and people that, you know, might be compromised with the flu can get coronavirus and, and uh, they're going to die. So we're going to have to keep the shutdown going all through winter. Right. Keep it running, baby. Keep it running. You're not yeah. going to have any any type of reprieve from this. It's going to run straight on through. That's why you, you're going to have to get used to people uh, doing the, the mask bullying, which is, I, I thought we were a post-bully society, but we're mask bullying. And we're re really turning into very despicable people. If you look around at people and how they're treating each other based mm -hmm. on just wearing a mask alone. It's, it's it, been... it doesn't matter if you wear it right, right? Right. So the, the, the ability of a mask to protect you from the virus is minimal. The ability of a mask to protect other people from you if you have the virus is minimal. Dr. Fauci himself said it's anecdotal. Uh, the ability of you to wear a mask correctly has little to moderate success in you wearing a mask at all. Wearing a mask too long can have a serious negative health effect on you, especially if you have any type of underlying medical condition. Wearing an N95 mask for more than two hours at a time could actually kill some people. Be aware of what you, you know, I see people wearing bandanas like wrapped around their face. If you wanna wear a mask, if you feel comfortable wearing a mask, fit the damn thing right and put it on right. That's your responsibility, not mine. Yeah. I see Put the people on. with the, their noses right. are hanging out. And then, well, the other day yeah. when we went on our adventure and refused to wear the masks when we were shopping, the cashiers were actually delighted to see us refusing. Imagine what it's like for them that have to stand in that damn thing for eight hours, how they must they got to wear doing. it all day. Yeah, They have to wear it all day. And then we go to Whole Foods, which, I mean, that's like Karen Central. And we go up to the cashier and she smiled, <laughs> pulled her mask off and started talking to us. We were just such a Good. breath of fresh air, literally, for these people nice. to uh, to see that. And I have to say, uh, the the dirty looks were, you know, not as bad as I would have seen. There were no, you know, verbal confrontations. Yeah. I got yeah. one the other day when I walked down the wrong aisle. One woman goes, you're going the wrong way. I said, oh, my God, we're all going to die now. So my biggest I'm thing going is the I'm, wrong way. What is that? A moral judgment on me now? I yeah, mean, exactly. I've been trying to do the right thing my whole life. Uh, so, hey, guys, we got to try and see if we can do another one of these this week. But we're going to wrap up the show now. Um, I'm Suzanne Sherman. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. If you're out there in uh, podcast world, if you're listening on Facebook Live right now, hang out a few more minutes. We'll chit chat and wrap this thing up. But Jeff Johnson and Greg Dunk on Carpenter and Suzanne Sherman want to thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.